It seems today that we are turning children into adults and sending them out into the adult world so underprepared that their 20-somethings are a life of irresponsibility, credit card debt, and difficulty going from job to job. We're not turning them out to be responsible adults. You have to give a child responsibility to teach a child responsibility. That's called chores, and we're going to talk about that today. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And I was recently at a birthday party for my uncle. It was his 70th birthday party. And a couple of my uncles were up there talking and really sharing how they had to start working at age 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. One of my uncles was literally sustaining the entire family, and he was 13 years old. Oh, my goodness. And then one of my uncles said, I heard it once said that if you want to turn a boy into a man, give him responsibility. And I thought that was pretty cool. That's really very cool. And I would add to that, give him responsibility and hold him accountable for that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Put him in a plan where he's held accountable. It's interesting. This past weekend, I was speaking at a uh, church in Miami called Christ Fellowship, and it was a marriage conference. But in the middle, I was talking about the responsibility we have as spouses and how we need to raise our children to be responsible so they can be responsible spouses. And I took on one topic concerning responsibility and just left it at that. They came by the book table afterwards, uh, a lot of people at this conference, and they saw the book on the table, my book, Ready for Responsibility. And I was underprepared and instantly sold two cases oh, of wow. books. And I realized, and I'm backing up, I got all these marriage books with me and just quickly burned through two cases of Ready for Responsibility. And it hit me that the generation that's raising children today was not the generation that was given responsibility. It was the generation that was given performance activities. Mm-hmm. And so, so catching that and hearing the need, oh my goodness, I want my children to get this because I want them to be responsible and just burning the books off the table to teach a child, to prepare a child for work and for marriage and prepare them with responsibility. That means give them something to do on an ongoing basis that they're held accountable for. You don't pay them to do it. And if they don't do it, there's a consequence that when they do do it, there's cheering. That's called chores. And this book, Ready for Responsibility, you can buy it, right? Online, shfm.org. So it was in Miami, though, the Did church? we just do a commercial? Uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's hilarious. Well, if you get the book, it benefits the ministry, too. So <laughs> it, well, let, let, me, let me say, let me say <laughs> that absolutely I get no money from these sale of these books. All the money goes to the ministry. And if you buy it from the Ministry of Sheridan House, it's cheaper than buying it anyplace else. So that is the way there to get go. it. And we're happy to send it to you. And at the end of this, we'll tell you how to do it. I think there's nothing more important than to raise a child, and your uncle said it well, from a child to an adult. That doesn't happen automatically. And to become an adult, I have to learn to be responsible for my behavior. Mm -hmm. And the way to teach a child to be responsible for their behavior is to give them step by step by step things to do that they're held accountable for, they're held responsible for. Life's not somebody else's fault. It's Mm -hmm. my fault if I don't take the garbage out there's going to be a consequence for not taking the garbage out. And the consequence is not yelling and screaming. How many times do I have to tell you to do this? Because that just destroys the parent-child relationship. So I've got to hold them accountable to do this. But it's not just teaching them responsibility. It's making the child feel needed. I'm needed here. Now, no child is going to come to the parent and say, you know, mom, I need to feel needed here. Can you give me some chores? If that child comes to you and says, can you give me some chores? Send them for counseling. They need help or medication, one of the two. The child wants to feel needed. I desperately want to feel needed. I want to feel competent. 
but I, I don't know where that is. How do I wrap my arms around that? I remember Roby is, uh, Roby was, is five years old and we give him two chores. One of the chores was a daily chore of making his bed. It was awesome. And I remember he's getting ready. We spent the summer preparing him to the, you've got a daily chore of making your bed five years old. Well, when you're five years old, you've got to stand on the bed to make the bed. You got to go walk down to the bottom, pull the sheets up. You got to walk down to the bottom, pull the bed covers yeah, it's up. It's not 10 seconds. It's, it's awesome. Like two, three minutes. Well, yeah, it's hilarious. And then hearing him call me to look at it and he's standing in the middle of the bed that he just made. It was <laughs> yeah. awesome. It was great. Was it a perfect bed? Could you bounce a quarter? No. Here at Sheridan House, all the 12 year olds and all the children's homes can bounce a, almost bounce a quarter off those beds. They wow. get it. But he was five. Mm-hmm. And it was the process. It was not the perfection. It was the process where he felt ecstatic. And I'm telling the world, he makes his bed. He makes his bed. He's mm-hmm. awesome. He makes his bed. So that it's not only teaching them that, though, it's teaching him excellence and initiative. Here's what you need to do. If you don't make your bed in the morning, then when you get home from school, we're going to add. You not only start by making your bed, but you're also going to dust. We're going to add. So make your bed in the morning and you don't have an extra thing to do. Again, it's not about the bed. The bed wasn't perfect for a long time. But it also prepares him for emancipation from us. That child, all our kids, they're going to go off and get on some university campus somewhere. They're going to have a roommate. And the roommate's going to hope that they don't live like a pig. And they're going to be held accountable and responsible because no one's going to say, did you do your homework for Dr. So-and-so's you know, Psychology 101 class? No one's going to say that anymore. It's not like home. You're slowly handing off the baton of helping them be in charge of themselves. Mm-hmm. Chores is the very first first step in giving them personal responsibility. Now, earlier you said that you spoke in a church in Miami, and I wonder if this whole concept of giving chores was so surprising to people because, and I'm going to totally stereotype this. Oh, I love it. Where are you going here? Latino families. Which the, you are one. Right. You even said it right, so that's right. cool. Uh, dads do different things around the house. If there's a major fix, they will come and be the hero. And Again, I'm totally stereotyped. I'm going pretty extreme here. And mom is the servant to all. In fact, that's mom's always love language in the Latino community. She is chef, master cleaner, and everything else. So Mm. then you put that in modern day times where mom also has to work. Out of the home. Out of the home. Moms have always had to work. It's just they work in the home and out of the home, as you know, as a professional woman yourself. Yes. So mom has to work out of the home and all of a sudden Latino moms are now super duper women because Mm. they have to do it all because daddy comes home and can just sit and plop in front of the TV. Yeah, it's the Anjali commercial that you weren't old enough to remember where she comes home in a suit and spike heels and stirs it up in a pan and does all this thing because she's the perfect super mom looking great briefcase pan all the things are going no one can do that let me say this first (laughs) that's not the latino home that's every home comes in with their preconceived whether it's ethnic or the home you grew up in which is why god said in the marriage paradigm a man's to leave his father and mother and it's not just literally leave his father and mother it's leave the father and mother dynamics In Ephesians, it says, children, obey your parents. A couple verses down, it says, honor your father and your mother. I'm always supposed to honor my parents. Mm -hmm. My mom died. My dad was not a Christian. I still honored him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to leave. And I have to seek who's my new lineage. I'm a new person in Christ. And my new lineage is God. And so when God says, you know, husbands, love your wives as much as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, my predisposition might not be 
do chores. My family background might not be to do chores, especially what I would consider in my German background to be gendered chores mm -hmm. or Rosemary's background, her ethnic background. English is not Rosemary's first language. Her ethnic background is the man doesn't even go in the kitchen. That He doesn't oh, even wow. enter. He's, he asks for things mm -hmm. to be brought to him. Mm -hmm. And we had to walk away from that. And so I've got to, a man is to leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. And the cleave unto his wife is the process that says of then becoming one person. Becoming one flesh is not a sexual reference. Becoming one flesh is becoming one person in this process of parenting. So we've got to sit down and we've got to say, I want to impact my children's marriage. And impacting my children's marriage early on means I've got to look at some of my preconceived notions. Is this right or is that right? And I have to help my kids cross the gender line as far as chores are concerned. We've somewhat, somewhat crossed the gender line in the workforce, but we haven't crossed the gender line in the workforce at home yet mm -hmm. in many homes. And so when I spoke, and you're right, the vast majority at Christ Fellowship, I think, I don't know, I, I believe, if there were 800 people in the audience, I would say, and, and I don't know who was in the satellites uh, churches for that marriage seminar, I would say the vast majority was Latin. But everybody wants to be a great parent. And everybody, I know I come with baggage. I just come into life with baggage, great baggage for my parents, but some baggage that really might have worked for them, but it's not working here. And I don't want to make the assumption that, let's say, my Latin son is going to marry a Latin daughter, Latin woman. That just doesn't happen anymore. It's cool. I mean, we are what we are today. It's awesome. I want to prepare my child to do what Christ would do. One of the most amazing things about Christ is he absolutely freed up the genders. He shocked them. He shocked them by affirming mm -hmm, women. Mm -hmm. And so just to go for a moment down this rabbit trail where you got us so confused down this trail, I can't believe you took us <laughs> oh, there. No. But to go down there is I don't want my daughter to become someone else's slave. Mm -hmm. I want my daughter to be lifted up. And so teaching my children that mom doesn't do dishes was very important to me. At all the children's homes here at Sheridan House, mom doesn't do a dish or vacuum a floor. Those boys serve the moms in each of these children's homes. Chores make you a family member. Chores give you the initiative and responsibility to get something done. But chores also teach you an adult concept of responsibility. You may give a child a chore that your child may not end up doing in the next home. It's not about what the child is doing. But I I would question you on gendered chores. I would question anybody. Well, in my home, the boys don't. Do that instantly says to the female, you are second class. And Christ said, you know, in Christ, there's neither male nor female. But there's this whole also male-female dynamic where father is, you know, protector provider. So sometimes I see the dynamic where the husband works more outside of the house. I maybe. mean, this is beyond 40 maybe. hours. In this economy, not necessarily, but right? maybe. But, and so that's considered his contribution to the family. Maybe. You know? I maybe. I don't know that I agree with that completely. Maybe. We're in an economy now where I believe I saw a statistic that more men get laid off than women right now. We're an economy now, uh, especially in South Florida, where you and I are doing this, where there's a lot of men, that are, a lot of women that are the breadwinners, and they're having to figure that out. Rosemary asked me a year ago when we had a friend get laid off and he was driving the kids to school and his wife was the breadwinner, how would you feel if that happened to us? And she said, and don't say what you want to say, say how you would feel. And I said, I think it would be tough on me. I think I, I have enough ego. 
in me and male provider ego stuff. I said, but you do remember this. When I went to work at Sheridan House, here where I work now, you were a public school teacher making twice as much as me. And I did make a joke. And it was sort of a joke when you got pregnant that you're making twice as much as me and you got pregnant. I should have been the one that got pregnant <laughs> and, and stayed home, had the babies. I think, again, one flesh, one flesh, one flesh, where to become one person functioning. And I want to train my boys and my girls to do something, and I did in my home, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. We are one, whatever it takes. So, you know, for instance, Tori, if Roby's got a soccer game, it wouldn't hurt if we helped him get this done. Whatever it takes. If he bogs down, we walk away, but it wouldn't hurt. Whatever it takes. Family is about whatever it takes. And then remember the motive behind whatever it takes for Christ. We're doing this for Christ. If Roby at 12 doesn't turn around and say, thank you very much, we didn't do it for him anyway. Mm -hmm. We're a family and we're doing whatever it takes. I want my children to be ready for responsibility. There's another reason for this. We are now in a generation. You're the first generation to face it, Ruthie. I didn't face it as much as you did. And your children will face it. And it's not going to slow down. My generation was the last generation of cyber immigrants. Mm -hmm. We entered into a world where the cyber world was kind of just part and it helped us get done. You and especially your babies, your your cyber natives, what we're calling cyber natives, mm -hmm. you your generation Everything will change quickly and quickly and quickly. You know, I, I've got an iPhone and Siri's making me crazy. She doesn't cooperate. She doesn't do what I want. And my kids think it's hilarious because they live with Siri. Siri does everything. And so I got to wait till I get home to text where Roby says, you can just talk to it. I know she doesn't do my words right. She's not cooperating. And so for me, it's still a struggle for your generation. I'm taking a long time to say this. You will have to be responsible to learn the new stuff and learn the new stuff and learn the new mm -hmm. stuff. And your children, your grandchildren will have to learn the new stuff. I will have to be responsible to continually update or I'll become unmarketable out mm -hmm. there. And so the responsibility is not lessening with the tools we get. It's right. increasing. I must raise a child who is ready, the name of the book, ready for responsibility, ready for the responsibilities that the world will put on them, that their marriage will put on them, that their boss will put on, but more importantly, that God will permit and put on them. My job is to prepare them to do what God has created them to do. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And the book that Dr. Barnes wrote and referred to was Ready for Responsibility. If you do want a copy, it is cheaper and it benefits the ministry if you get it online at shfm.org, where you'll also find other parenting and marriage resources as well. That's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries, shfm.org. And to hear this program again, share it, comment it, even sign up for the daily email blog you'll get automatically. That's online at parentingtoday.org. And we'll continue this topic about chores here on Parenting Today tomorrow. So hope you join us for that. 